0: Thank you Jesus, praise God, welcome to everyone this evening, thank you for being in service on this messy, wonderful Mother's Day, I don't know, I don't have the best of memories, but it seems like one of the coldest Mother's Days that we've had in a long time at least, I don't know, wow. Praise God. If you're joining us online tonight, we welcome you wherever you may be joining us from. It's good to have Brother Seth and Sister Rachel Boyer in service with us this evening. Amen. Good to see them. Praise God. I got a question. Does anybody here tonight believe that you have a word from God for something in your life a promise from God about something Would you keep your hand up for a second you you believe you have a word from God a promise from God put your hands down how many of you believe that we as a body have promises from God Praise God. Then I've come to preach to you for a few minutes tonight. You can be seated because I'm going to do a little bit of extra reading or a little more than normal. So I don't want you to get too tired. I'd rather you sit down while I keep standing. Supposed to be a little bit of humor in that. Isaiah 55 going to begin reading with verse number one. Ho, stop, wait, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye buy and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Can you imagine if, uh, if, uh, Uh, She, he, infinity out on route 50 put out advertising that said, come get a new infinity. And even if you don't have any money, come get a new infinity. I think the traffic jam for that would cause any ocean city traffic jam to pale in comparison. It's kind of like Black Friday, but except Black Friday, they're not giving stuff away to those that have no money they're just reducing the prices drastically but you still have to have money and even with that there's fights that break out and there's issues that happen how sad is it that the lord says to us if you're thirsty come and drink and if you don't have any money come and without money you can eat and drink and Buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness." Incline your ear and come unto me here and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Behold, I have given for, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader and commander to the people. Behold, thou shalt call a nation that knowest not that thou knowest not and nations that knew not thee shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God and for the Holy One of Israel for he hath glorified thee. I, I, I don't feel the liberty to go into, to, uh, giving you the full interpretation of it, but let me just say, In a manner of speaking, over the last couple of months, we have been experiencing an application of this verse. Some people from other nations. You, you, if you were in my leadership session Thursday night, you can interpret that. Some people from other nations coming to see because they have heard of the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, for He hath glorified. thee. They've heard about what God is doing and what God can do and what God does. Seek ye the Lord while He may be found. Call ye upon Him while... He is near if he if there is a time while he can be found and a time while he is near. The implication is he's not always able to be found and he's not always near. So we might not want to pass up the opportunities when we can find him and when he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Now we're, we're getting there. Just a couple more verses. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my way, neither are your ways my way, saith the Lord. You ever, you ever been in a conversation with somebody and, 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 and you almost go to say the same thing? one of you stops because you were this morning after church I, I went up to my wife we were having my parents over for mother's day today and 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 I, and and I went up and and we both at the almost exact same time we needed to set the meeting time at my house and almost almost exactly the two of us said 130 oh that calls for heart eyes emojis You married folks, been married for a little while, you can, you can finish each other's sentences. There are times in which in my head, I will, I will in my head say exactly what my wife is about to say with the exact inflection that she's going to say it with. But then you ever been in a conversation and you you, you went you, you thought you were on the same page and you say well 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 what are you thinking and that person says it and they're like so what are you thinking and you're like oh well never mind that's uh, I thought we were going to be somewhere close but we are totally off God says I don't think the way you think. I don't look at things the way you look at them. And then, and then he says, your ways aren't my ways. I don't do things the way you do them. Neither do I do them the way you think I should do them. I know I'm, I know I'm the only one here that thinks every now and then, God, if you would just listen to me for a few moments, I got some really good advice and I could help you out. I got, I got some good instruction for you, God. If you'd just listen, I could, I could help you do your job. He says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways. I think one of the reasons why it's so critical for us to get a hold of the fact that his ways are not our ways is because when he is working in his way, and it's not like our way, we often question whether or not he's working. Because we're looking at it our way, and he's working some other way. But his ways are not our ways. But here is the good part about that: as the heavens are high above the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. I I, I want to reread that, and I think I could I could substitute a word, and it be okay. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, or, let me back up. For as the I don't want to back up. For as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways better, better than your ways. My ways, it's not that my ways are just higher, my ways are better. It's not just that my thoughts are higher, my thoughts are better. There have been a few times, and again, I would hope I'm not the only one with this, but I I thought I had it figured out what God was, and I, it, 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 everything looked like it was lining up a certain way. I thought, alright, this is how God's gonna do it, and, 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 and then this makes sense, this is the way it's gonna work out, and, 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 and that goes completely just falls apart, and God comes from a whole nother direction, and when it's all said and done, I look back and I go, wow, you know what, God, that was a much better way. Amen. Why? Because your ways, are higher and better than my ways. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Now, how many got a word tonight? How many got a promise tonight? How many believe we collectively have promises from God? Okay, all of that was foundational to get to this next verse. But I will reread the 10th verse for as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater so shall be so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. The message Bible says, verse 11, so will the words that come out of my mouth not come back empty handed. They They'll do the work I sent them to do. They'll complete the assignment I gave them. I preached to you last Sunday night that we are to be... Strong And we are to be courageous. What is it that we base that strength and that courage on? The fact that he said I will be with you. But I'm also going to go before you. I'm going to send my word before you. And because I'm sending my word before you. I want you to be strong and courageous. Because whatever I send my word to do. It's not coming back to me ineffectually or empty handed the word void means ineffectual it's not going to be ineffectual in accomplishing what I send it to do it is going to accomplish what I sent it to accomplish this is not a racquetball this is a word from God He says, I I will send it, and it will accomplish what I send it to do. It's not going to come back to me ineffective. I am sending it, and it's going to accomplish what I send it to do. The problem is we're here, and God sends it. And we're left waiting. But the waiting is supposed to be somewhere out there. Somewhere out there. It is going to accomplish what he sent it to accomplish. And it's not coming back to me empty. It will do what he said it would do. But 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 look at this. Here's the thing. Here's the problem. Some words are like this. They go out, they come right back. They're done. He sends it, it accomplishes, it's over. Those are the ones we love. We love those because it requires no patience, requires no endurance, really doesn't even require any faith because by the time you start to work up faith, it's already done. And there are some things like that It doesn't take but a few moments, figuratively speaking. It's sent and it's done. It goes forth. It accomplishes what it's sent to do and it comes back and it was effectual to accomplish it because his word will not return void. The problem is, I probably shouldn't press my luck here, but the problem is there's also some other words that take a little longer to go out and come back. And like that, they come back kind of (laughs) crazy. They require a little more demonstration and activation of faith and patience. Hebrews tells us our issue is ultimately really not faith. Our issue is usually not faith. Because if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. Our problem is not faith. Our problem is patience. But not patience. Doctor's office, hour late appointment patience. Endurance kind of patience. I'm in this. I'm staying in this. I'm not going anywhere, and I'm not going anywhere because a word was sent. And if that word was sent, it's not going to fall flat out there. It's going to accomplish what it was sent for, and it's going to return and accomplish all that God sent it to do. That's why the writer of Hebrews says, after you have done the will of God, He doesn't say you need more faith. He doesn't say you need faith. But after you've done the will of God, you need patience to receive the promise. In another place, he said it was through faith, yes, but it was through faith and patience that be receive the promise. Our problem is we get in an atmosphere of the presence of God and faith gets activated and we get all excited about what God's going to do and we walk out of here and forget that what God just did in that moment was send the word. All he did was send it. Our problem is we get all excited with our faith and we think God just accomplished it. No. No. He just sent it. So my job is now to make up on my mind. I've got faith, but I've also got some endurance. And I don't care what I've got to stay under, which is what that word means. I I don't care what the weight is. I don't care what the load is. I'm not going anywhere because God has sent something out. And what God sends out is going to come back. And it's going to fulfill what God sent it to do. That. What the Lord says through Isaiah in verse 11 of chapter 55. Is that not the exact thing that is demonstrated in the first chapter of the entire Bible? Let there be light. There was light. He sent the word, let there be, and there was. Let there be a firmament, sends the word, and there was. I'll repaint the wall if I mark it up, don't worry about it. (laughs) Go back home and read Genesis 1. God, I'm going to rephrase it. God sent, and it was so. God sent and it was so. God sent and it was so. If God can do that with the sun and the moon and the stars and separating the firmament and the waters from the waters and God can do that with creating creeping things and living things and God can do that with all of the things that he did in Genesis 1, you mean to tell me that God isn't able to send some words out in your life and at some point they come back fulfilled exactly the way he said it? Remember, Isaiah 46 and 9 says, remember the former things of old. For I am God. And there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. The Message Bible says, from the very beginning, telling you what the ending will be. All along, letting you in on what is going to happen assuring you, I'm in this for the long haul. I'll do exactly what I set out to do. Do you understand? Do you remember? Do you believe that none of this is your idea? It's not your idea. You didn't come up with the idea of what you think you're called to do or what you're currently involved in. That wasn't your idea. That was God's idea. And he says, I'm going to do exactly what I set out to do. But God, there's obstacles and there's there's challenges. And God says, yeah, you just saw them and I saw them before I even ever said what I was going to do. Easy to read version. In the beginning, I told you what would happen in the end. A long time ago, I told you things that have not happened yet. When I plan something, it happens. I do whatever I want to do. Anybody ever had somebody spoil the ending of a book for you? Because they already are are your, your favorite TV series. You came to the final episode and... You didn't know what the outcome was yet, and you were going to watch it, and somebody spilled the beans, and you get so mad. Oh man, I wanted to—I wanted to find that out myself. God's already spilled the beans. God's already told you the end from the beginning. He's already told you the end from the beginning. And when God tells you the end from the beginning, God also knows the journey and the process that you're going to go to get to the end. But when he says from the beginning what he's going to do at the end, that word will not return void. It will accomplish what he sent it to do. You might have to wait for a little while while it's working. You might have to wait.